Good morning, podcast listeners. This is Ed Franklin with the Ed Franklin.no Limits podcast. Please contact me at edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com if you have any guests uh, that you think would be a good fit for my podcast, or if you'd like to be on my podcast, we can talk about business, personal stuff. We can talk about anything you want. That's why it's called No Limits. Um, this is my fifth attempt at a podcast today. And if you've never done a podcast, and I'm trying to do it, you know, off the top of my head for specific reasons. One, I want it to be natural. I want it to be real. I want it to be, you know, organic. And um, sometimes things just don't flow. So let's see if we can get this done this time for the fifth time. Um, I don't rehearse these. I don't do anything like that. I kind of come up with an idea and just kind of run with it. So hopefully we're just having a conversation and we can, um, I can help you maybe think about some things that'll help you propel your life in the right direction. Um, I try to stay away from anything negative just because I don't, negativity just doesn't serve anybody well. A lot of times there are obviously negative things happen in life and you have to, you know, deal with those. And, um, you know, there's loss, there's, there's tragedy, there's all kinds of things that we have to deal with. And um, I'm not necessarily think that all negativity is negative. I think sometimes it helps, like I said, propel us in a great direction. So, you know, as I'm, you know, figuring out what I'm going to do in, in my life, and I, uh, at my age, I should not be figuring that out. But uh, since COVID happened, it's had to make me change my direction. And that's okay. I don't mind change. Uh, I'm always willing to change. I don't always do it, but I'm willing to try and to see if it benefits um, the people, my, you know, benefits me, of course, and if it benefits people around me. And something I've uh, been thinking a lot about lately over the last two weeks, and it even got more confirmed this weekend with all the sports we had on, and uh, arguably between other people, I don't care, but uh, one of the best football weekends we've ever seen, very close games, very competitive games, high scoring, uh, a lot of lot of exciting things happened this weekend. And But the negativity part um, of it is that I had a lot of my Facebook friends and um, LinkedIn and, you know, all these people criticizing people, criticizing the players, criticizing attitudes, criticizing personalities. Um, I've never really watched sports and wondered if a guy was a nice guy. I mean, I was... To me, they're entertainers. I watch sports because I'm very competitive, um, probably too competitive at sometimes at some levels. I've broken tennis rackets, kicked balls, done, you know, acted like a four year old when I don't get my way or play the way I want to. And, you know, I'm, I'm extremely competitive. I've been that way since I was a child. I'm that way today. Um, I've ever listened to a story about Pete Rose who uh, he lost a game and he used to come home and sit on the end of his bed for like three hours and his wife, his wife, because he was an adult, couldn't talk to him. Nobody could talk to him. Kids, nobody, because he'd be so angry about losing. And um, unfortunately, I get that. Um, I've never done that, but I, I understand it. And there's been, uh, you know, Tom Brady uh, haters out there that um, just can't stop hating this guy. And I don't know why. I don't know him. Maybe he is a jerk. I don't know. He seems to be a nice guy. I don't put too much 
thought in whether he's a nice guy or not. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback, uh, without a doubt. In fact, he's played for 20 years now, and you could cut his career in half, and he'd still be a uh, still be a Hall of Fame quarterback, uh, either the first 10 years or the second 10 years. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has been pretty vocal about things, um, which I don't remember him being this vocal years ago, but the guy's a fantastic quarterback. He's a surgeon on the field. You never want to give him the ball at the end of the game because more than likely he'll be successful. So I don't understand the hatred towards these athletes. Um, I don't think every athlete is – well, I, I know there's no athlete that's perfect. But understand that every athlete in every professional sport is the best in the world. And even the worst football player in, in the NFL – is one of the best in the world. The odds of them even making it to the pros are enormous odds. Um, in business, in life, we would love to be able to beat those odds and get to where those those people are at success-wise in whatever discipline you're, you do, whether you're a salesperson or a marketer or um, you know a teacher, you wanna to get to that high level of success and I think that uh, I'm getting to the point I'm going to make here in a second. I just, like I said, do not understand the animosity towards these athletes, um, especially, and it seems the better they get or the more accolades they get or the more Super Bowls or championships or whatever, they seem to be more hated. It's, it's, it's just funny how people are just so in love with this drama um, and they can't not say something about it. So. I don't know. I don't use social media to criticize people. I use it to um, stay in contact with people. I try to be as positive as I can, give somebody something that they can use uh, in a positive way. And I, that's what I, my whole life I want it to be, especially at this point in my life when I have a lot to offer from knowledge I've gained over the years, either in business or dealing with eight children. <laughs> or whatever it may be. <clears throat> I want to give back positively to people out there and just be in a good place, right? I try to avoid, I had an incident yesterday that I actually posted something negative on um, social media right after I just lied to you and told you I'd never do that. I did, I had a bad experience with Costco and um, it wasn't just me walking in and having one bad experience and walking out, you know, going onto Facebook. It was the entire trip through Costco in a different one that I normally don't go that I normally don't go to. It was just a consistent, you know, bad manners, just bad customer service, bad attitude. Uh, you know, not saying thank you, not just the whole trip was just, and I'll never go there again to the Costco that I mentioned in, in my Facebook post. And it brings me back to the entire reason for this podcast today. Today, I want to get back to fundamentals. I think too many times we have so many things going on in our life. We're not getting back to basics and basics in that we're not taking care of ourselves physically. We're not taking care of ourselves nutritionally. We're not educating ourselves. We're not kind of going back to the beginning and saying, all right, why did I start this? What is my why? Why do I think I'll be good at this? What have I learned that would make me good at this? We, we want to always jump into that professional, you know, getting a trophy, getting, we always want to do that right away. If you go to a, 
if you go to a park and there's several young men and women playing basketball, many times when you're watching them, and I was a basketball player, and I was a good basketball player. I wasn't great or anything, but I was a good basketball player. And you'd see a real lack of fundamentals, like the way they dribble, the way they run, their feet position there, you know, the way they're shooting. Um, everybody wants to dunk like, you know, Michael Jordan and LeBron James. They all want to be, you know, NBA players. And listen, I used to emulate those athletes when I was young too. But I know I had this experience with my dad I was in high school and I was playing, I made the freshman basketball team and I sat the bench most of the time. I mean, I played a little bit, but not much. And in, and I made the JV team in 10th grade and I, again, sat the bench most of the time, didn't play much. And I remember coming home one day with my dad from a game and I was crying. I was crying because I didn't get to play. And I thought the guy that was, I was playing behind was, wasn't as good as me. And, and my dad kind of said, you know, listen, a couple of things I'm going to tell you. One, you can't quit. You, you started the season, you're going to finish the season. If you never want to play basketball again, this is 15 years old. If you never want to play basketball again, it's fine with me. I don't care. But if you want to play basketball again, then you got to work harder, right? You got to practice. You got to, you got to, you know, just bust your ass and just work harder and go back to that team. They will never... He told me they will never set the best player on the bench, ever, unless you just have the worst attitude in the world. And even then, if you're the best player and you can score points, they're going to play you. So you got a choice. You can quit at the end of the season. you got to finish the season. Or you can play. Uh, you can get better and go back and show them what's up. So I said, you know what? You're right. I mean, I got it. Stopped crying, wiped my tears off my face, got outside, started shooting baskets, right? I used to sit with my dad watching basketball and do um, do exercises with the basketball to make my hands clear, to do, you know, to get more familiar with the ball. I used to dribble all the time. I would run to the school and dribble, and I would play basketball, and I'd run home dribbling. I was that dork in high school that would carry around a basketball. And the way our basketball, the way our high school was set up, I had a basketball class. I was a teacher's assistant in one class. And I had a basketball class. So I was in basketball an hour and a half every day. Played before school, played after school, played horse at lunch. I mean, I just did everything I could. And I did. My skills improved greatly. My jumping was better. My shooting was better. My ball handling, everything was better. And I skipped my junior year because I said, you know what? I'm going to come back in my senior year and kill, you know, and just kill it. So I remember one day in the... This is kind of bragging a little bit. I was, we had, it was a rainy day, so we're all in the gym. And they decided to have a one-on-one -on -one tournament. And all the basketball players from the varsity team were in this, in this class. And, um, and then there's a lot of other basketball players, JV guys, everybody. So I remember I took the year off as a junior. And we had a basketball tournament, and I won the one-on-one -on -one tournament. I beat two seniors in the last two games that were varsity players and won that tournament. And I got to be really a much better player. Like I said, it was not great. I was good at best. And, but I was better than the people that were playing. So as it started to come around, I played summer league. Um, it was uh, a summer league in between 11th and 12th grade and did great, started every game. Um, and I played for my school in that summer league and we did good. It was called the Pepsi-Cola Summer League, Basketball League. And I did really well. And you know, when my senior year came around, 
and basketball trials were coming up. I had basically graduated already from school because I had enough credits, but I had to take a couple of classes that were senior only classes. And I got a job and I went back to work. And um, I mean, I went to work and I was making money and I was, it was better than basketball. So I never played in my senior year. The point I'm making with that is that I had to increase my fundamentals, right? I had to learn how to handle the ball better, how to pass, how to watch the floor, how to run a play. I used to love practice because we I'd practice full speed, man, all the time. I was, and practice was so good because you got to participate, right? In a game, you sat there, if you didn't get in, you get to watch the game. Said so I could do that from the stands. But in practice, we all got to participate, got to show off our skills, got to do all those things. And it was really all about fundamentals. What, what is to get myself back to fundamentally sound. At age 59 right now, there's days when I get up and look in the mirror and I don't see, I'm not exercising those fundamentals and neither are you. You're looking in the mirror, getting down on yourself or being overweight or, you know, looking old or, or whatever. And we need to get, we need to get rid of that. We need to be selfish for five minutes and decide that we need to take care of ourselves first before we can take care of everybody. The greatest analogy in the world for that is when you're in an airplane and an oxygen mask drops out of the ceiling, you need to put that oxygen mask on first before you can help anybody. It always talks about taking the mask, putting it on, and then helping your child put their mask on. That is the greatest metaphor for life. Because if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not out getting some exercise, and like I said, it doesn't have to be in the gym. You can go for a walk. You can do something. You got to keep your body moving. You got to eat right. You got to educate yourself. If there's new laws, and like if you're an HR person and there's new laws, you got to educate yourself. Those are basic fundamentals you need to know in how to um, succeed. And if you don't have those fundamentals, you won't succeed. I guarantee you, you won't succeed. It's not me being an expert, it's me being logical, right? Michael Jordan, uh, as great a player he was offensively, he was a great defensive player too. In fact, had several times he was defensive player of the year. LeBron James, very mechanically good, right? He's big, he's a big guy. He, I don't really imagine how big this guy is who can run the floor and handle them at 37, how old he was, 37 years old, 35 years old. <clears throat> he can still do that. He's got great fundamentals. Tom Brady, you watch his footwork. Aaron Rodgers, watch his footwork. Watch their, you know, the way they release the ball, how quick they release the ball, how they can see defenses and things like that. And the funny thing about it is the reason a team scores points in football is because they found a place on the defense where they're fundamentally broke down, right? If everybody on defense did exactly what they were supposed to do, you would have covered receivers. You would have no holes in the line. You would, you know, none of that would ever happen if they were a hundred percent fundamentally sound. You cannot be a hundred percent fundamentally sound all the time because in football, you have the offense that's being 100% fundamentally sound too, and that's where the battle comes in. But let's just go back to life, just what you're doing on a regular basis. Whether it's a relationship, whether it's a profession, whether it's a hobby you have, you exercise fundamentals on a regular basis. If you want to be a good singer, you have to sing well, right? You have to 
do voice exercises. You have to have, <clears throat> you have to have, um, you know, you have to be able to breathe right. You have to be able to do all these things. And those things are important to your skill, to singing. If you're an athlete, if you're a, a weightlifter, nutrition, 75, 80% of your success is going to come from nutrition. So many times I see people in the gym like me that are strong enough to do the exercises correctly and everything, and they're not at their ideal weight. It's because of, it's because of nutrition. Every time it's because of nutrition. Your physical shape is going to affect your mind a lot, right? And it's a proven fact. It's not that I'm, I'm not making this shit up. I'm not that smart to make this stuff up. It's over and over and over proven fact that how good a shape you are in physically is going to help you get to work more often, get up feeling better, having less health issues in the future. It's pretty simple stuff. But here we are in a, in a country that has its multi-billion dollar industry on diets and exercise and things like that. When really the most basic thing is you showing up, right? It's going to the gym. It's going for that walk. It's going, you know, doing sit-ups is pretty good. Whatever, whatever you've decided that is going to be beneficial to you physically, you need to do it. If you're a networker and you're out there trying to network for business and you don't go to the networking event, guess what's going to happen? So really showing up and exercising those basics and getting back to basics in life. You're going to have tragedy. We're going to have COVID type things happen. You're going to have, you're going to lose somebody close to you. You're going to, you're going to have a problem with a child. You're going to have all these, you're going to have to put those things to the side or compartmentalize them in your mind and concentrate on those fundamentals first before you can do anything else, right? You got to take care of yourself. And it's so much mental as it is physical. I don't want to just get on this physical tirade, you know, tirade. It's so much getting up and looking at yourself and understanding how much value. I mean, I've gone over this a hundred times and I'm going to keep pounding into your head how much value you have to society and your family and your spouse and yourself, how much value you have in yourself. I'm writing a speech right now that really talks all about this basic fundamentals. Let me tell you something. And I might, not, I might have told this story before. I'm going to tell it again because I have it in my speech. So for so many years, I wanted to be a speaker. I wanted to get out in front of people and whatever. Since I've been watching Tony Robbins, I've always wanted to get up, you know, talk to people and have them, you know, run out of there and just be pumped up, just be just motivated, you know, to go out and kill it, you know, kill it in, in the world. So I, I said, you know what? I finally said, screw it. And maybe five or six years ago, I know a guy that graduated from Annapolis that is a speaker um, national, uh, worldwide. He, he used to speak all over the place. He used to have a radio show. He used to do, he does all this writing. He's a kind of a political analysis and, uh, analyst, excuse me. And has all this real success in his life. And I met him at a Starbucks in Poway and I sat down and said, you know, uh, I, I'm not gonna say his name, but I, I really wanna do public speaking. You know, I really wanna get out there get in front of people, pump them up, inspire them, motivate them, whatever I have to do. And this guy looked me dead in the eye and said, Ed, but you have done nothing in your life. Like you haven't been a CEO, you haven't done this, you haven't done that and everything. And I'm like, shit, man, this, is, this isn't good, right? 
Now he had another meeting that day. And after he said that to me, I didn't have a lot to say to him. Right? I think we talked about some, you know, I don't know, the weather or something for five minutes, but I walked out of there. I went out, I sat in my car and I'm like, man, I mean, I'm dejected. Here's this guy who liked me, right? He used to tell me how great I was and you're good at this and you're good at that. And you're going to, and he appreciated this and appreciated that. And then I sit down to talk with them and he just flat out tells me, you've never done anything in your life. Well, you got to imagine, I'm thinking now, maybe I don't want to be a public speaker. Maybe he's right. Maybe I'm, you know, just shit and I'm just going to be a sales guy the rest of my life. You know, I think I was, I don't know what the hell I was selling at the time, but I just felt so dejected. And like, I mean, I was down. I mean, I'd never had anybody just be that blunt with me. And, um, man, I started thinking about that after, and, and I kind of got it, just wiped it out of my mind that I wanted to do any public speaking for a long time. And, um, you know, I always had that burning desire, right? It always came back to me, Ed, you should do this, you should do this. I'm telling myself, you should be a public speaker. But after what he said, it was hard to kind of get my head wrapped around it again. <coughs> Sorry, I just got to drink some. So when it started burning back in my mind, I'm saying, you know what, screw it. I'm going to be a public speaker. I don't care what this guy has to say. You know, he always got critics. You know, I was told I shouldn't go back into sales either. That was like 35 years ago and I've been in sales for 35 years. So I thought, you know, I didn't listen to that guy. Why am I going to listen to this guy? And as I got to know him better, he was, he's a good guy. He's a nice guy. I don't, you know, I listened to him speak before and I'm like, I'm not that impressed with you the way you speak either. I think sometimes these speakers believe themselves so much, they think everybody else is going to believe in the same way. And I think that's ego. I mean, I think that's true about me. I, I, I think I resonate with some people and other people who just shut me off. So as I started getting back to the speaking thing, I'm thinking, you know what? This guy did this and he graduated from Annapolis. And, he, and I said, but he didn't raise seven daughters, right? He didn't have seven daughters and a son. He doesn't have 14 grandkids. He never worked in a normal job or had to, you know, shovel shit, you know, in his life, <clears throat> literally and figuratively. He never had to, <clears throat> maybe he never <clears throat> had his power shut off. I have had a car repossessed. I have had hard times where we had to overcome things, had deaths in his family that he had a hard time, of, you know, or whatever. I, I did so much in my life that he hadn't done, I'm like, well, that was just a dumb thing to say to me, right? I'm looking back going, this guy's kind of an arrogant ass. So still love the guy. I just felt like that was, that was probably not a good choice for him to say. And that's my opinion. So as I'm starting to write speeches and I'm starting to do this podcast and I'm starting to think about, you know, pull up memories from what I used to do. I had the, my last podcast was, uh, with a schoolmate from over 50 years ago. And, you know, he had some nice things to say to me that I appreciated that I'd never really knew I did, but um, it's kind of going back to that thing where if you just treat people nice, you know, it'll resonate with people. So um, with all that being said, we have to see that positivity in ourselves, do the things, those basic things we need to do to be the best at what we're doing. I know several people in the insurance business. I know several people in 
real estate. And those are very tough businesses because even though every person is their customer, they have to kind of find their niche. They have to find their, their opportunity. They have to do things that maybe other realtors aren't doing or stand out in certain ways. And the ones that do that are those 20% that are doing all the business. Um, I just have to find my niche and my crowd that is going to benefit from what I have to say to them, right? You have to remain open-minded. You have to be able to, um, I always felt like I was able to talk to a gang member and a CEO in the same day because I was relaxed enough with either group. And I just didn't want to, I didn't act like anybody else. I just acted like that. So, and I know I say some of this stuff in other podcasts, but it's all true. You have to find your comfort zone and then kind of ease your way out of it. You want to grow that. If you find your comfort zone and then you just tapped out. Um, a friend of mine, Steve Haru, who's been on here uh, a couple times, doesn't like that saying, doesn't like get out of your comfort zone. He likes the, to say to his clients, stay in your comfort zone. That's where you're going to operate at your highest level. Um, I, I agree with that. And I also agree with getting out of your comfort zone. And I say that in this way. If I decide... Let me say, I've decided I'm going to do public speaking. So now I'm going to have to go <clears throat> out of my comfort zone to groups or places that are going to let me speak probably for free for a while <clears throat> until I can kind of build up my rhythm. And that's getting out of your comfort zone. That's saying, okay, I have to go sell something that I you know, sell myself to somebody and then perform. So we're kind of right in both ways as far as I'm concerned. But, but it all starts with the basics, with the fundamental idea that we all have value in our area, right? In our own area. It's like, it's always interesting to watch these football coaches and, and any kind of sports <clears throat> and find a person that's a good coach that never really played the sport, right? So I know um, that's... Uh, it, it's kind of weird to, to think of that. Now, a lot of those guys played at, you know, at a younger level. But, you know, you see the field different with, as a coach, I would, I would say with 100% certainty. You kind of see – you kind of have a bigger overall picture of what's happening in the game versus if you're just a quarterback or just a lineman or something. You have a specific job to do when you're in that in – that, um, on that field, in that position. Coaches have a little bit different uh, view. And I think that's the same if you're hiring a business coach. They have a little bit different view of you, a view of the market than you do because you're kind of, you know, laser focused on what you're trying to do. So I think coaches are great in that aspect. Uh, and on the flip side of thing, I think if you, I think there's been a lot of good coaches that were okay players or good players too, that could have that ability to see the, the whole picture. And um, you have to be, coaching yourself and that you need to be able to see that whole picture. You, ever, you need to be able to see that value in yourself. And those basic values and those basic, that basic confidence and that basic, um, a lot of those basics is going to have to do, it's going to do, have a lot to do with your success, right? How far you're going to be able to go and at what level you're going to be able to get to. And I've said this before, which is kind of interesting. We don't talk about this very much is that, 
you know, if you're just, if you're satisfied living in a, we'll just use numbers because I don't know how else to put this, in a hundred hundred dollar house, that's fine with you. It's a small house; you don't have a lot of things. That's great. If you uh, want to live in a thousand dollar house and you want to have all these cars and all those things, that's fine too. It's up to you what you want to do. As far as I'm concerned, if you're not stealing it, that's up to you how you want to perform. I remember somebody criticizing uh, criticizing us for. Uh, I liked a certain kind of car, right? I liked it. It was a Porsche Cayenne. When they first came out, I said, well, that's a really nice car. And somebody said, that's just a waste of money. And I said, well, it's a waste of money to you. But to me, I would like those luxury features, that certain engine, that certain color. I like Porsche. We're, we're such individuals. If we all hit the lottery tomorrow, we'd all buy different things or we'd all give the money to different people or we'd all do whatever we do. So I kind of stay away from that criticism. I just don't, I says it doesn't serve, it doesn't serve anybody. We're talking about what you want out of your life. If you don't want to work a hundred hours a week and you want to retire at 15 years old, 50 years old, then you're going to have to put some things in place, some basic knowledge, and you're going to have to perform. If like me, I would, I never want to retire. I don't, there's, I have nothing to do. Yes, I could spend time with grandkids, but they have lives too. I could spend time with my kids, but they have lives too. I would, uh, I'll always do something. I mean, I would never just want to retire. I just, I'm not a fisherman. I'm not going to go hunting. I'm not going to, you know, go drive a motorhome across the U.S. It's just not going to happen. I'm not going to travel to Rome and all these places. I'm not interested. Today, I'm just not interested in doing that. So I guess the basic, you know, thing to take away from this podcast today is we need to be looking at ourselves and using mirrors as our judge, right? We need to be looking at ourselves and saying, what do I want to improve on? Improve on? I know that when I do this public speaking, I need to look different. Um, physically, um, in my mind, some people might say you don't, but I say I do. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to be that, you know, a 400 pound person telling somebody they should be 160 pounds. I don't want to be that person, right? I'm not 400 pounds, by the way. So that's in my mind. That's right. So I have to look at that and, and you know, deal with that on my own. Listen, I, I meet so many people. I know so many people over the years and so many great people. That's, that's, I've said this before, my biz, business, biggest success in my life has been who I put myself around. That's my family, my kids, my grandkids, my friends. COVID has not been my friend in that respect because of the inability to go out and see people. But I still see and communicate on social media and things like that. And this will be over eventually and we'll be able to get a little bit more back to normal. And I wanna continue that. And I know that, um, I get a lot of encouragement from my friends and my family to continue to do what I'm doing. And I 100% confidence everything's going to work out exactly the way it should work out. And um, I want you to get that same feeling, but it's going to take some basic things. I guess the, the question is, are you aware that where you're at in life today is from the actions that have gotten you here, right? And that's good and bad. If you're in a bad situation, the reason I'm overweight right now and the reason I want to get rid of that is because I made poor choices when it came to nutrition. <clears throat> I let COVID get in my head a little bit. I let, um, 
you know, I let some negativity in that shouldn't be there. I, so I, I'm not criticizing myself. I'm just saying, I know why I'm where I'm at, right? It's all because of what I've done or haven't done. And the good parts too. The reason I'm with my beautiful wife is because I did the right things and we've had a great marriage. And the reason I have these beautiful kids is blah, 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 blah. I could go on and on. So if you're looking at tomorrow and you decide where you want to be, then you have some work to do, right? You have some, whatever your goal is. If it's to get in shape, you need to come up with a program. You need to get, get involved with, you know, how to eat better, how to work out, or whatever the case may be. You know, you can always contact me at edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com if you ever want to discuss this. And it doesn't have to be on a podcast. It can just be because we want to hang out and talk. That's fine with me. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help anybody I can. And eventually, I want it to turn into a situation where I can make a living doing that. And there's people out there going, you'll never make a living doing this. And I say, you're wrong. I will. I've been told no before. <laughs> So anyway, I'm going to wrap it up. I hope that I helped you today. Um, I have a good guest coming on Friday. We're going to talk about some business stuff, although this isn't a business podcast. I really don't mind talking about business. I enjoy it. Um, it has a lot to do with life, whether you like that or not. There is no separation between work and life because you are what you do and when you do it and who you do it with. And you are all those things. <clears throat> so contact me at edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. If you'd like to be a guest or you have a guest that uh, you think would fit in good in our podcast, I'd love to have them on. I'll get it scheduled. In the meantime, um, Happy New Year again. We're almost through the first month of the year. I can't believe things move so fast. So if you have kids, make sure you spend a lot of time with them because it goes fast. And um, you uh, are great people. Uh, and you need to tell yourself that a little bit more. Don't just let me tell you. And um, anyway... Have a great weekend. I will uh, talk to you all soon.